Articles by Desiring God The Spiritual Gift of a Closed Door How Waiting Serves Ministry Written and read by Marshall Siegel Sometimes God makes us wait for doors to open in ministry because unwanted waiting is some of the best preparation for ministry. By the fall of 2008, I already knew I wanted to be a pastor. It was my senior year at Wake Forest University. I had wondered whether I might be a high school teacher, so I had tried a couple of education classes. Thinking I might go into ministry, though, I also signed up for one memorable course in the Divinity School. We studied the Apostle Paul in his letters. The course was taught by a Universalist lesbian. On the last day of class, she handed back our final papers and told me she thought I should consider Christian ministry. It was almost enough to convince me not to. No, very much despite my experience in the Divinity School, I still wanted to be a pastor, largely because I had watched teenagers' eyes light up again and again while we read about Jesus in the Gospel of John together. I came to faith through the ministry of Young Life and then volunteered with the ministry throughout college. I spent much of my free time at East Forsyth High School watching JV soccer games, playing ping pong, and telling 14 and 15-year-olds what God had done for me. I never felt more alive than when I was watching God use something in His Word to set the filaments of their minds on fire. After that one class, I stayed plenty clear of the Divinity School and decided to major in business with a minor in Ancient Greek, probably the only one in my class to do that. When I graduated in 2008, I knew I needed more training to learn how to handle the Bible faithfully, so I went straight to Bethlehem College and Seminary where I graduated in 2012. Now, 10 years later, I'm still not a pastor. Humility in Ministry Now, to say I'm not yet a pastor is not to say that God hasn't opened real doors for ministry. He clearly has. This article itself is but one sweet and unexpected evidence. But I'm not yet leading in the ways I thought I would be by now, which has given me a chance to reflect on why that might be. Why might God give me an ambition to lead and bring solid confirmation of character and ability, and yet withhold certain opportunities to lead. Because sometimes, unwanted waiting is some of the best preparation for ministry. When the Apostle Paul laid out what kind of man a pastor must be, he wrote, an overseer as God's steward must be above reproach. He must not be arrogant. Titus 1.7 Does arrogance feel spiritually dangerous, even ruinous? To you? Paul said the same to young Timothy. He must not be a recent convert, or he may become puffed up with conceit and fall into the condemnation of the devil. 1 Timothy 3.6. Is anything more dangerous to a ministry or to a soul than unchecked pride? How many men have been given too much authority too soon and fallen headlong into the hands of hell? The priceless gift of unwanted waiting in ministry is humility. A ministry without humility may seem to flourish for a time, but, as we've witnessed again and again, it ultimately harms those it claims to serve. Pride slowly erodes a ministry until it suddenly collapses on all involved. How kind of God, then, to save churches, families, and souls by making some men wait until they can kneel low enough to lead well. Cheerful in the Shadows One of the best ways we can steward a season of waiting to shepherd is to learn to be a model sheep. 
Pastors worth following, after all, are always examples worth imitating. Shepherd the flock of God that is among you, the Apostle Peter writes, exercising oversight, not under compulsion, but willingly, as God would have you, not for shameful gain, but eagerly, not domineering over those in your charge, but being examples to the flock, 1 Peter 5, 2 and 3. So what kind of example are you becoming? Bobby Jameson offers this counsel to aspiring leaders like me along these lines. What good deeds do you do that are seen by few or none? When did you last volunteer for a menial task? Which title means more to you, brother, which you are, or pastor, which you hope to be? Is being a servant your idea of greatness? One of the best things an aspiring pastor can do is serve outside the spotlight. Give elderly members rides to church, serve in the nursery, teach children Sunday school, volunteer to serve food at and clean up after the wedding reception of a couple of church members you barely know. Everybody wants to be a servant until they get treated like one. Pastors not only are servants, they get treated like servants. Prepare yourself now for both the work and its reception by serving others. The best preparation for the spiritual trials of the spotlight is serving cheerfully in the shadows. How are you stewarding the shadows? If we could see how well these days were preparing us for the darker days of ministry ahead, we'd treasure the quiet, hidden work God is doing in and through us while we wait. Keep the room clean. John Piper tells a story from the years before he was a pastor. Each time I've heard it, the scene has captivated and humbled me. When I was in seminary, I said to John McClure, the head of the youth department at Lake Avenue Congregational Church, I'm available and I'll do whatever you want me to do. And he said, well, we need a seventh grade boys Sunday school teacher for this year. I said, count me in. I poured my life into those boys. There were about nine of them. Four hours every Saturday afternoon, I worked on my lesson. And at the end of that year, I said, now what do you want me to do? The same thing? He said, no, now we need a ninth grade teacher. So I said, okay. And I jumped over a class and taught ninth grade. Midway through that year, the Galilean Sunday school class of young married couples said, we would like you to teach our class if they can do without you teaching the youth. This is the way it's gone my whole life. My dad said, keep the room clean where you are, son and he'll open the door when the next one's ready. I would pay to watch those nine 12-year-old boys under the waterfall of a young piper's love for Jesus. The story sticks with and sobers me because of how someone as gifted as he poured himself into just a few kids week after week, hours of thinking, praying, and preparing for a tiny crowd of preteens who could probably care less how much time he spent. I can picture what those lessons were like. John, with all he had, trying hard to creatively capture their wandering attention with the beauty and worth of God. That humble, hidden war against boring is surely one ingredient in why his preaching has impacted so many. So am I that faithful in the quiet, secret ministries God has given me? The story also inspires me, though, because it reminds me that greater fruitfulness and responsibility in ministry often grow out of faithfulness in secret places. Are you faithful in little? 
while I traced the threads of humility, leadership, and waiting in scripture, it dawned on me that in one sense, our entire lives are one brief season of training for an eternity of ministry. Listen to how Jesus explains the parable of the talents in Matthew 25. It will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted to them his property. To one, he gave five talents, to another two, to another one, to each according to his ability. Now, after a long time, the master of those servants came and settled accounts with them. And he who had received the five talents came forward, bringing five talents more, saying, Master, you delivered to me five talents. Here, I have made five talents more. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. At the end of the age, he'll say, you have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Not, you have been faithful over a little and I have nothing else for you to do. But you have been faithful over a little in this life and I have so much more for you to do in the next. Even the largest, most well-known ministries are small and brief next to all Jesus will one day entrust to us if we're faithful with the talents we have. So while you wait for some door to open, be as faithful as you can be with whatever work, however seemingly small, God has entrusted to you for now. For more resources, visit DesiringGod.org.